and thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. With me as always, your co-host, my co-host, everyone's co-host, everybody's favorite co-host, Kirk. <laughs> hello, hello, and how dare you discount yourself <laughs> as as the other co-host, Cam Wiggs. Maybe I'm promoting myself to senior host. Oh, no, we have a battle. I'm not. <laughs> we would have to we vote have a- on that. Battle Royale. As we know, our Kirk audience and I are going to cage fight after this <laughs> for titles. Our current stage, every time we put a poll out for our people, it's usually just us two voting on the poll. So it's that's not true. Time. When we voted on um, when we voted on Glass Onion versus Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, what to review last week? We got a lot of votes, and what. They were all for Glass Onion. It was unanimous. Wow. So maybe okay. you guys will be dismayed to learn that the subject of this week's review is, in fact, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday like, special. Oh, let me see here. I'm in the latest episode of Popcorn for Breakfast and, <laughs> oh, you turds, click. <laughs> they break their phone yeah. and send us the I'm, invoice. I'm sorry. I mean, really, you, you all... You all collectively, not just people who listen to this podcast, but the film community, you only have yourselves to blame because nobody went to go see anything else. They didn't, Kirk. They didn't go see The Fablemans. They didn't go see Strange World. They didn't go see... Is that what that movie's called? Strange Planet? Strange World? Strange World. They didn't go see, uh, you know, I don't know what else came out. The Menu, Violent Night. Violent Night actually did okay. I take that back. It did okay. Violent Night did okay. Um, so maybe we should have gone and seen that one. I was a little selfish and went to go see the Fablemans this weekend because I've been wanting to see it. And my my beloved cousin was in town, and it was the perfect opportunity to to uh, knock that one out. So got to see it. But either way, we're reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, which I think is going to be good timing. Um, but that episode will drop later this week. For this episode, we're doing what we always do on Monday nights, for those of you who are... Um, avid stream viewers thank you um and that is we're going to be doing what's poppin which is movie and tv news tonight it's going to be all movie news and in fact it's not just going to be all movie news it's going to be all movie trailers kirk what happened this past week with trailers there was one singular day for about (laughs) there was one day 45 trailers dropped on the same day. It was, not only were there trailers, but there were also uh, featurettes, like the Ant-Man featurette extended yes. legacy trailer. We got more more Avatar. We got more everything. New movies, movies that we knew were in the works. It was just absolute insanity. It's true. And, and I know exactly what day that was now that you say it, because I was on social media and it was the day of my office holiday party, which means that it was... Thursday, December 1st. And the reason I say that is because I had been, I had all my posts all scheduled from the trailers that dropped early in the morning. You know, I usually log on, download my trailers, get them scheduled out, whatever. And I was like, sheesh, that was a lot. Okay, good to go. Went to the holiday party in the evening. I get an alert on my phone. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer dropped. I was like, no! Devastated. Yeah. Just truly devastated. It it was it was as if um, it, it was a contest. I don't know if it was planned or if it truly was like, oh, no, the Indiana Jones trailer dropped. Everyone's on their phones. Drop the next trailer. Okay, but like, why? Like, the, it's the same company. It's different divisions of the same company. I, I, I was going to say, like, 
are are do Kevin Feige and Kathleen Kennedy hate each other? Because uh, I'm starting <laughs> to wonder about this. There seems to be a little bit of sibling rivalry going on between those two studios, and I just felt that felt too perfectly timed. Um, well, perhaps there's a a back a back pocket deal with uh, strange world receiving no marketing that they yes. decided to say, Hey, we're just going to like push this, get some money from the trailers going out and the, the movie coming in. And we'll give you a couple more million to kind of settle, settle the debts there because yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I think the actual reason was because there was some sort of South American comic con that was going on. Okay. Um, potentially South American it, CCXP was going on. And so I don't know how Indiana Jones always seems to factor into Comic-Con. That that escapes me. Um, it's really just become NerdCon. <laughs> nerd, nerd convention is what they should call it. That's um, right. Because they throw everything in there. Transformers as well. I'm sure there are Transformers comics. I'm not familiar with them. But that was the real reason for it. But I know that there was a lot of um, jockeying for position around Comic-Con because... They didn't. Kathleen Kennedy didn't want the didn't want Marvel to announce that Harrison Ford was going to be in Thunderbolts on the same day that they were rolling out Indiana Jones footage. So it's it's gotten very petty over there. Um, but this week, that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about is movie trailers. We've got four of them that we're going to go through, plus a bonus one that dropped. It's hot off hot off the stove. It's uh, just a quick little teaser. Quick little teaser for you. Um, but you so, have to wait till the end to find out that's what right. it is. We're gonna we're gonna bury the lead here. And uh, before we get to that, I do want to send a quick reminder to anybody who is listening to this or watching this of all the places you can reach us. So Monday nights at nine PM Central, you can always catch us on the stream. That's on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. It streams live, and you can catch the replays there. So if you're not available exactly at nine, you can go back. Find it on any of those platforms. Our username um, and our account is this. I mean, our account handle, whatever it's called, is Popcorn for Breakfast. Anywhere you look at those, you can also, of course, find us on your favorite podcast app, whether that be pot, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever. We're on all of those, and you can find us on social media if you just want to chat about movies or see what we're posting. We try to post lots of fun things, polls, as Kirk alluded to, as well as just general questions. Um, today was Walt Disney's birthday. We were talking a little bit about that today. Um, we do lots of fun stuff on there, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord. Um, yes. We have the links in the description. You can find us anywhere. So if you are listening, thank you so much. And if you want to pass it along to your friends, we would be greatly appreciative of that. Yes. Yes, and if you Google hard enough, you'll find where we live too. That's and, right. Uh, frighten us, but you we'll can come probably... to our homes and 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 stalk us, harass us, whatever. I mean, that should be a contest, though. At some point, a, a rando should be able to come and see a movie with us. I think yeah. it'd be pretty fun. It'd be great. We should be doing that every week. We should be like hiding a movie ticket somewhere in in the town. <laughs> Somebody has to go find it, and then like they can Willy come Wonka see a movie. Golden yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, Letterboxd. I always forget to plug Letterboxd. Kirk and I have different usernames on Letterboxd. I'll start throwing those into the description, too, so all you Letterboxd peeps can find us, because we've been, I've been, I've been watching your hustle, Kirk. You and I both have been cranking through movies lately at an extremely yeah. high clip. Like, it's feeling vaguely competitive to me. Like, I'm almost like, oh. I'm almost like, okay, what did Kirk watch? Oh, a monster calls. <laughs> Crap. All right, I gotta, 
I got to find something to watch. I'm going to watch In the Mood for Love. And it's, uh, you know, it keeps me on my toes, which I like. So it's good. You can hear and see all of our thoughts on Letterboxd about uh, the movies that we're watching. I gave up a long time competing with you because there was a period of time you were already on Letterboxd. You said, you got to check it out. I made a username. I left it alone. And then you said, no, you can track your movies. I was like, this is beautiful. And I hopped on and you were watching at least one, sometimes two movies a day. In one day, you, you had logged four movies. And I'm like, holy cow, what a great day that must have been. It was epic. I, I took a mental health day from work one day, and I just watched movies. And it was yes. like movies that were probably bad for my mental health, too. So that was like, it was like The Witch by Robert Eggers. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? I'm just spiraling deeper. Um, but yeah, the, the early part of the year, I was really running through movies. And I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm back on my game with that right now. Like I feel like yep. I'm back in it. And so it's really, it is really fun because there will be nights you had texted me recently actually. And you said, Hey, I need a movie recommendation. And the only way I got it is I scrolled back through what I had watched the past two months. Yes. And I was like, Hey, how about this? That's what's so helpful because I am so bad under pressure that any, any time somebody at work's like, Oh, you're the movie guy. What should I watch? I'm always like, uh, and I can't think of what it is, but then I have my letterbox diary and I can be like, Oh, I really liked this. I really liked this. Yes. Um, can't recommend it enough, but it's so good. We're talking about four trailers plus a bonus trailer today. Kirk, let's pop it up. That's the wrong, button. do it again. Nope. That's play the music. <laughs> I want the music this time. This week we play the theme. No, we're just going to play the popcorn. No. Wow. It's been a long can time since both? I had a wrong, had a wrong sounder. That was the first time I've done that in a while. Okay. I personally love the confidence into let's pop <laughs> it up. I pressed it hard. I said, let's <laughs> pop it up. Went to smash it. Gone. Um, okay. Sheesh. That was a doozy. First trailer Sheesh. up. We're going to start. We're going to do what they say to do in um, with like bolded lists. Like put the, put the good stuff in the middle. You know, yeah. don't put your best point first. So we're going to start with the trailer that I feel like is probably the least interesting out of all of Ooh, these. And I know what it is. It's transformers, uh, rise of the beasts. Um, is that what's called? I don't even know the title of this movie. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Transformers yeah, rise of the beast. Um, the beasts. That's a hard word to say with plurals for millions of years. But Kirk, I have to say, um, this trailer was interesting to me in a lot of ways. First of all, I felt like I had no idea what they were saying in this trailer. They were like, you know, the earth has been changing and now it still is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. But now it appears that along with um, our Autobots and Decepticons, the, the two major, I don't know, species of transforming bots that we have in the world, there are now the beasts. Um, and I remember this, Kirk. Do you ever watch? Did you ever watch Beast Wars, uh, Transformers Beast Wars? Whenever I that did. was the show, I did briefly. Yeah, it wasn't like a regular, but if I would, I would hop in there. Yeah, and I always thought that was awesome. I, I always thought Beast Wars was cool because you could kind of see like there were there were almost like three, there were different versions. There was like your Transformer, your Transformer as a beast, and then like you know, their vehicle version. And so I always thought that was really cool as a show. And that's basically what they're doing here. Um, we have new uh, cast members who are arriving in this film, most notably Mr. Anthony Ramos, who is his claim to fame is 
obviously being a member of the original Broadway cast of Hamilton, as well as the leading role in the In the Heights film adaptation that came out last year. So he's he's the big, uh, you know, he's the name on the marquee for this film. But other than that, you're getting a lot of what you've sort of come to expect from Transformers movies. Lots of action, perhaps a little bit less stylized than Transformers has been, perhaps, in my opinion, um, in a good way, like not, not overly stylized. Um, in the way that we sometimes saw with the later Michael Bay Transformers movies, etc. Um, but you know, to me, Kirk, n- nothing really surprising with this one. Do you, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah. Speaking of Michael Bay, it, it definitely the moment you see any of these, there's like at least twice per cut. Uh, you get so much more information <laughs> every single time before the editor says cut. Yeah. Slice, cut, slice. Uh, other than that, I am not interested in this at all. Um, it does look like they are, even though they have humans in it, they are going for more of a narrative from the Autobots. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not that big of a fan. I did enjoy Transformers One with Shia LaBeouf. I really did, and past that, it just, it just failed. But I really did enjoy the first one, even though some people even hate that one. Yeah, it's hard. I, I think, first of all, I feel like this is an extremely hard concept to bring to life on the screen because even more so than mo- than most of your sci-fi tentpoles that exist out there, even to things that are comparable like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this, for whatever reason, Transformers has always felt more absurd than that to me. Um, and more absurd than a lot of the stuff that came out of the 90s. And I feel like part of that is the fact that these are like alien robots and also the fact that they talk the way that they talk. Like I've always thought that Optimus Prime's voice, when you put it in like a real movie, is is quite a silly thing, really. He's like, Autobots, let's roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and that's that's cool and all, but... It, it may it maybe it's just the case that Transformers should just be for kids, you know, because I think like a lot of the stuff with Transformers that you think is cool as a kid is kind of only cool when you're a kid. You know, like it's 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 only cool and still stuff until stuff starts to make sense. Whereas like other sci-fi action franchises, you know, superheroes and Star Wars and those things have a way to remain cool as you get older because the concepts are a little bit more layered than just like they're cars that transform into fighting robots. I don't know. Like, is that a, is that a weird take? No, no, it's not at all because once you add the logic back into it, it takes away the total silliness, the total mysticism of it all. But then they have to have like on my planet 35,000 years ago. But you're exactly right. The The antithesis of here's this deep, super wisdom, incredibly rich voice. And he says, let's roll. <laughs> like, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I, I guess I just feel that like exactly what you're saying. The deeper they have to go into the lore of Transformers, mm-hmm. it gets more ridiculous. Whereas like with things like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, where the lore is really well thought out, um, it is it becomes richer as you get deeper into the lore. Whereas yeah. like with transformers, this is obviously transformers as a concept is something that started with some guy being like, or some marketer, so somebody at a studio being like, what if there were cars that transformed into fighting robots? And then they worked backwards into it 
and you right. kind of have to go the other way. Like you kind of have to be like, okay, so this is middle earth and we, there are different classes of beings. There are elves and orcs and hobbits and, you know, and then you build from there. Um, Transformers doesn't, d- didn't go through that process is my guess. Yes. Here's the cool. Here's the the left hook. Does Haley Steinfeld pop into this as a as a character, like as a real plot, or does she pop in at the uh, at the end for a uh, uh, a post credit scene? What do you think? Well, here's the thing. I have no idea because that was the other thing I was going to say. Is where does this even fall in the continuity, if there even is one um, of mm-hmm. these movies? Admittedly, I fell off. Uh, I think I think I have seen the first three Transformers movies. And the one with Haley Steinfeld, Bumblebee, the spinoff. Okay. Is that all of them? I I, I feel I like there's, there's another one in there. Well, there's one with Mark Wahlberg, right? right? There's that's I have not seen. I don't think I've seen that one. Edge of Extinction, maybe is that one called? Yes. Or that or was the which... name of a Survivor season, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, so there's Transformers. Just... The Last Night. That's the one I did not see. That was 2017. That's the one with Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I did see one of the Mark Wahlberg ones. I saw Age of Extinction. Age. Got it. So I've seen all but one of these. But I'll be I'll be Big honest fan. with you. I hated all but the first one in Bumblebee, and I don't know where Bumblebee falls in relation to this. That that yeah. so I don't I I honestly have no idea where we're at. No idea. Yeah. We'll find out whenever this premieres. Do we have a premiere date for this yet? We do. It's June. Um what did they they said at the end of the trailer? June 2023 there we go next (laughs) summer (laughs) june 2023 so transformers rise of the beasts i'm trying hard not to just like crap on transformers just for the sake of it being transformers but i am really starting to wonder like here's a franchise where just about every single movie in the thing is some version of garbage yeah you know i liked the first one as well i thought it was fun it made me it made me excited to have robots driving around turning in or, or turning into cars and vice versa it was a good time um, and everything after that, I really disliked until Bumblebee and Bumblebee felt altogether different in the way that they approached it. It was almost like a, um, like Chappie, like that movie. Oh gosh. <laughs> it was like my friend, the robot, you know, like that was kind of the, the approach they took with Bumblebee. And that's why it worked. Cause it was almost like a quirky indie film more so than like a giant blockbuster and a tentpole franchise. Um, but now we're back to full-blown transformers and i'm just like but but why you know i don't want it i don't want it i don't want to see it Who no one is allowed to vote this to uh, for us to see it i will not <laughs> i will just not go <laughs> <laughs> you said we were you just said you said we'll we'll find out when we see it so you're obviously planning <laughs> oh, no. on it you're obviously planning on it kirk i've yet to skip a movie that we've chosen to review True. and there have been a couple of times where i've almost been like i'm not gonna watch it you wanted to exercise your non-existent veto rights? Yes. We we're might a- need to develop these. <laughs> we're a slave to the people, Kirk. We don't, we, you know, the podcast has a mind of its own and it decides what we watch. We don't decide. <laughs> we're I just have a video of you dragging me into the theater. <laughs> we are but humble will. servants to the podcast, Kirk. We do you not choose. A, you throw a bag over my head. <laughs> we're going to see rise of the beast, Kirk. No time. <laughs> There's no time for your antics. Oh no. Okay. Here we go. Next trailer. This one is next least interesting specifically because this is a trailer number two. So it's not the initial trailer. And that is uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, 
what this trailer does feature is a ton of new stuff, including but not limited to Donkey Kong, yes. Princess Peach, uh, Mario Kart slash Rainbow Road, um, Fire Flowers, Tanuki Suits, uh, Yoshis, lots of multicolored Yoshis. I mean, there is a ton going on in here. Plus, I believe that is Cranky Kong in the background there. That was Cranky um, Kong. You know, Shy Guys. Shy Guys. Lots more world building going on in this trailer. And lots more of Chris Pratt's Mario voice. So, Kirk, with this trailer, which I know we, we were at my parents' house on Sunday, and, and both my children and your children were watching this trailer over and over and over and over again. So I know we're, we're, we're painfully familiar with its contents. Um, what's your general takeaway from the new stuff that we see now that we're getting deeper into this, where, where are you starting to fall on this movie? This looks so exciting. There are tons of people that are just like garbage dumping on top of this. And I, I mean, there's bullet bill. He's riding on the front of it, right? This is so fun. I don't know. I still don't know if we're going to get a full surprise and we get to the movie and Chris Pratt's voice is nothing like the trailers. Honestly, I don't care. I don't care if that is the real voice or not. I am all in on this movie. It looks absolutely beautiful. It looks like so much fun. It looks like a real adventure. In uh, in so many adventure movies that have come out recently, you don't really feel the adventure of them. So I am all in on this. I cannot, cannot, cannot wait to see this. And I'm not even the as big a Mario fan as you are in this podcast. And I'm super pumped for this. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Uh, I am very pumped for this movie, though I will say, like, there are things that concern me about it, um, and those things were were somewhat heightened by this trailer. The first major Uh-oh. concern that I had going into, or coming out of the first trailer, was that it felt really ambitious, right? Like, we had, we have... Bowser, we have the Mushroom Kingdom, we have all these different worlds that they're showing. We have, um, you know, the, I think the whole Mushroom Kingdom world, plus you've got Luigi being chased like into a mansion by a bunch of dry bones. Okay, so that's trailer one. Then in this trailer, you're adding like the Kongs, you're adding all of the Yoshis. These are like different locations. You're adding Mario Kart, which was a total left hook for me. I didn't expect that at all. Plus like fire peach, Tanuki suits, cheap cheeps, like all these different landscapes, all these different textures. And it's like more than you would even stuff into a Mario game. Like it's, it's actually, you wouldn't see all of those things side by side in a single Mario game. Like some games do have Tanuki suits. Other games don't, you know, like there are, there is just a lot that they're trying to cover here. And that doesn't mean that they can't because Mario is a big vibrant world and you can probably pretty easily traverse across those things. Um, But it just concerns me with it being illumination. They have a tendency to go quantity over quality often. And so that, that gives me pause, but I feel really good about the design of everything. I think everything looks beautiful. It looks great. The voices I think are really good. I think Anya Taylor joy as peach sounds incredible. I I was like, Yes, and I admittedly I'm a huge Anya Taylor Joy shill, so that is what it is. But the voices sound good, and if you were bumming on the the Chris Pratt thing, I think that's fair. But 
he's you have to admit he sounded a lot better in this trailer the wahoo wahoo was totally on point and when he said let's go he said it in like a more serious tone right. um i still still kirk i still think there's something that's going to be like there's a person playing mario you know like mario has i don't know i think there, there's some element there do you get what i'm saying like there's some sort of element of like yeah, you are a person inside of Mario. You're in this world. You don't know where you're at because in every trailer, they're like explaining to Mario what's going on. Have you noticed that yes. in both yes, trailers? They they're like, this is the mushroom kingdom head this way. We have to go save whoever, you know, like they're explaining things to him. And I'm like, if he was really Mario, as we know him, he, he knows what's going on. So that's the thing that, that I'm holding out for is that, am I, am I crazy to be holding on to that? No, no, it's almost as if, you know, uh, or if he, if he has amnesia or he actually died attempting to yes, uh, yes, yes. win the world and now he's like reincarnated and he's like a baby. He's like, what is happening, <laughs> right? And so like everybody's telling him who he is. Yeah. And he doesn't remember it. But as the movie goes on, he starts to figure out who he is and kind of turn back more into Mario I, I just, he is a hero. Yeah, that's powerful. That's I powerful. think there's something going on there. And I think that that will explain why he was chosen as the voice. But may, maybe I'm totally wrong. I, I, I certainly could be. It could just be that they chose Chris Pratt because he's a big name. And he's going to do his best Mario impression. And if that's the case, then it is what it is. Nothing we can do to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever camp you fall in, I feel like you have to be like, hey, this is better than what we heard in the first trailer, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. a lot more. There's a lot more here. It's very exciting yeah. all around. So it, the movie comes out in April. I can't say enough about how much I love the aesthetic. As a Mario fan, I feel like, you know, people have, have complained about Mario looking a little bit different from the games. He, he certainly does have a little bit of a different look. Um, part of that is that we've never really seen Mario have to emote in the ways that Mario would have to in a movie. Um, because Correct. he's a video game character. And so his his experiences are kind of, you know, consistent, unilateral. He, he only does certain things. We don't really see him, like, get overly intense or scared or whatever. Like, you only see five emotions from him in the game. So he's always exactly. going to look a little bit different. We don't get any complex emotions. We don't yes. get any, like, waves of going from one emotion to the next uh, of, like, resolved emotion. It really is just, like, the big five. And here, you're exactly right, Cam. Exactly. And I think well, the other characters, you could almost make an argument that some of them are improved designs. Like, Peach looks awesome. Uh, yes. Peach looks like a, a real person more so than she did, has ever looked in the games. Um, and she looks different but in a good way um and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about that and i thought donkey kong looked excellent i think luigi looks excellent i think bowser looks excellent um can't say enough about that so yeah. i'm really i'm really hoping kirk like i will probably end up seeing this movie five thousand times regardless because my kids are obsessed with mario so i i just really hope it's good and i've always wanted a movie like this yep the only thing that could make this terrible which i they have to fight against it is the toilet slash bathroom humor. If they can make it the whole movie without it, this movie <laughs> is automatically an A minus, no matter the content, no matter how how the story goes. No toilet humor in an illumination movie, A minus. Easy. 
Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> the doubt. That's the a bit of a, that's have. a tall that's a tall order, Kirk. And also, like you know, the one good thing is the thing that almost always derails an Illumination movie for me, whether it be The Grinch or which I, which I still like, by the way, or Secret Life of Pets, which I really do not like, um, is there's always one or multiple scenes of like really over the top slapstick antics that just totally kills the suspension of disbelief and takes you out of the world. Um, in Mario, you might be able to get, get away with that because uh, it's a total wackadoo slapstick world, <laughs> you know, like they yeah. might be able to actually swing it. Because as you're, you know, these worlds, you know, you've known yes. them for 40 years or whatever the number is on, on Super Mario Brothers, because it's like, yeah, like I've played that level a hundred times. Like it's going to be perfect for any side caper that they decide to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Like sometimes Mario does slam into a wall, land on a trampoline, shoot up into a magic vine and end up in a cloud world like that. That is a real yeah. thing that can happen. And like the thing where the cheap sheep sucks onto his face like that could totally happen in a Mario game. So yes, I, I feel like they might not be able to make that mistake here that they typically do. Um, all right, Kirk. So those are the two kind of softball trailers. Now things get intense. Do you want to start with Indy or guardians? I'm going to go, I'm going to go indie. Indy. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Cause I'm eager to, talk, I'm eager to talk about this. So we got a new trailer. Um, for Indiana Jones 5, which now has a title, and the title is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And in this trailer, while we have seen minuscule looks at this film over the course of the last year, um, we're now, you know, seven or eight-ish months away from this thing releasing in theaters, and we're starting to get some real substance. So in this trailer, we get a look at Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who we learn is his god goddaughter? Is that right, Kirk? His his goddaughter? That's what I'm picking up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she she says something. She says like I'm his goddaughter. I think she is what she says. And um, we also get a look at Mads Mikkelsen as the villain. We get a look at uh, Antonio Banderas in this film, who I didn't recognize originally because I'd forgotten that he was in the film, and yeah, he looks same. like so intense and so brooding that I just did not pick up on it. And we get a look at a CGI deep fake de-aged um, Harrison Ford. So, Kirk, we have a title. We have some plot. We have lots and lots and lots of high-octane action sequences. We have the aesthetic. Where are you at? Where? How are you feeling? It just it just looks so perfect. All of it, even even him riding against a train on a on a on a horse, because it's like it's this old and new new worlds like colliding and clashing. Right, uh, you get the whip at the end. You get you get all of these guns popping up. Uh, you know, call back to the iconic gunfight, whip fight, right or knife fight, and it's just so so enticing. I want to know what that dial does so badly. I watched this trailer like 40 times when it first premiered. And I said, did they say it? Did I miss it? Did, is it hidden in what they've expressed to us? And I want to know so badly uh, where he's been hiding it or did it get stolen? Is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, is she a bad guy? Is she a good guy? 
I have so many questions, but all good questions. And I'm so glad that we recently went to Disney and I took my son to the Indiana Jones show. Uh, it, I think it amped me up a little bit more. I haven't watched the, the, the movies in a long time and I am so ready for this. I want it right now. Yeah, I I am definitely excited for the rewatch. I feel like, um, you know, an important thing to, for people to remember who who have been kind of passively watching this, this is not... Spielberg, this is not Lucas, uh, in terms of who's behind the camera. It's actually James Mangold, who is an incredible director, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, uh, Logan. I mean, so many things. His, his list of films has so many great, great films in it. And he has a really, really good visual eye and, and can really frame a shot really well. And yeah. in many ways is, is sort of the perfect Spielberg adjacent, you know, follow up, uh, you know, when they made that selection, you and I were both like, ah, oh, yes, good choice. This, this makes perfect sense. And you can see that in this trailer, it's extremely cinematic. A lot of the shots and the lighting feel very Spielberg. They feel very indie. Um, James Mangold is going to do his homework and make sure it looks right. And, and from what you can see in the trailer, I, th- I feel like I feel way even more confident about that than I did before. Um, I am blown away like falling out of my chair at this at the deep fake the the cgi yeah. dh harrison ford how good does that look i i i am like we have seen it done well um mark hamill in the in the mandalorian we've seen you know they they did leia in in rogue one which that was like the first time where we were like, okay, that actually looks okay. It doesn't look terrible. Um, but compared to this, I mean, come on, this is really, it's perfect. I have, I have zoomed in so closely to it and I cannot find a flaw. You know who I would think they must, I'm curious. There is the, uh, the TikTok deep fake of Tom Cruise. I'm very curious yes. if your boy got a job out of that <laughs> for, for this, because that, I mean, it really does. Your boy looks like Tom Cruise. It, it looks like he's just making videos casually throughout his life and every day. So I do wonder if some of that was uh, was sourced out. Was did, did he get hired? Because it really is. It looks as if they have all this extra footage that they filmed that never got into a movie. Right. And they just planted it here. It's pretty impressive. Well, they certainly, you know, I'm sure they have tons of B-roll footage and they have a very well learned AI that has figured this thing out. Cause it looks, yeah. it looks absolutely immaculate. Um, so that's very exciting. I Mads Mikkelsen fits perfectly in this world. You know, you see him in costume and you're just like, yep, perfect. Oh, he's a Nazi. Good. That, that, yeah, that's that, right that, there. <laughs> those, that, that, that checks out. He, he's played a role <laughs> very similar to that on many occasions. And, I don't know. I, I it makes me really wonder what their future plans are for Phoebe Waller Bridge in general. Um, I know James Mangold has come out and said like nobody's replacing Indiana Jones, but doesn't it make you wonder like? And this is all anecdotal. I haven't gone back to check the the tapes on this, but like it felt like she had a lot of projects in motion for a while, and she canceled a few of them for this film. Like I know she was doing that Mister and Mrs. Smith show with Donald Glover. She's yeah. no longer attached to that. Um, there was another project I thought that she dropped out of. And yet this is the one that has persisted. I wonder why this is the one that she stayed attached to. Is there something bigger going on here? 
I have no idea, but it's interesting. Yeah. Either there's something Indiana Jones-esque in the future for her or just that this gave her the relationship with Disney, which she did not have before. Sure. And if they decided, hey, we need you for X, Y, Z, you know, uh, whatever it might be. There's lots of options. That's very, very interesting. Yeah. But overall, I agree with you. I, I am not the world's biggest Indiana Jones fan. I'll be the first one to admit it. I've seen all the films. I have enjoyed most of them. and. I am a huge fan of Harrison Ford, but it, like Indiana Jones, just like the subject matter isn't isn't totally my t- my cup of tea, but I enjoy it, um, and I'm very excited. So I feel like that's a good sign. Like this this looks very good, and uh, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I'm ready for it. Jan- June 30th, 2023 is when this one comes out. So we're within within seven months of it. Very exciting. All right. Let's move over um, from Lucasfilm to Marvel, and let's go to the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. This was the one that really ticks me off when they dropped it, because we knew that this trailer is the exact trailer that they showed at San Diego Comic-Con because um, of the descriptions that were coming out from you know the various reporters who were in the crowd that night. And so knowing that this trailer already existed, it was just like it could drop it any day. And of course it drops at a day and time where I am unavailable to post it uh, or and watch it, uh, you know, so that was upsetting. But we finally get a look at what will be the finale for the Guardians of the Galaxy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a trailer that features their new ship, the Bowie. Um, it features uh, the return of Gamora. It features the new Groot, which we got a look at in the holiday special, which we'll be reviewing later this week. Tons of new worlds and characters, Cosmo, the space dog, um, Adam Warlock, uh, the, the high, um, Oh, why am I blanking on, uh, Chuck Woody Wooji's character's name? Um, he's, he's the villain. Emancipator. Oh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> Baby Rocket Raccoon. Um, just so much. So much happening here. There's gonna, obviously going to be a lot focused on Rocket's past and really each character's past as they kind of try to wrap up their character arcs in this film as I think this will probably be the end of the road for most, if not all of them. Um, yeah. So, Kirk, what are your, your thoughts on um, High Evolutionary? Isn't that what, it, what his name is? Yes, it is. Okay. That's exactly right. I just looked it up, and you you beat me to the punch. I, it's hard for me because I, I don't think of him in relation to Guardians of the Galaxy. I always think of him in relation to like Scarlet Witch and things like that. But Kirk, we yeah. we get a ton in this trailer. Um, what's what sticks out to you? Oh man, uh, it, it's just a perfectly crafted trailer. We have uh, familiarity. We have. Um, uh, continued character development <laughs> like that's what's been so incredible throughout all of these pieces is that the characters stay true to their their core personalities but we see them grow in in small and big ways depending on the character like that fight at the end i mean i will laugh about that for the rest of my life <laughs> that joke that that drax and uh then peter quill have there at the end about what is this got sad real quick uh, about who they're going to kill when, when they get on onto their battle it's it's really 
it's really quite, um, again, anticipation from the Indiana Jones trailer, right? This is in the Disney camp. The anticipation of this is so well framed that you cannot escape it. You want to know more. You're not getting uh, everything that's involved in this trailer. You know, I, I like to compare it to that. I don't even know the name of it, but the Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron movie that came out about they were like uh, in some kind of campaign, but then they fell in love with each other. You saw the whole movie in the three minute trailer and we get these other trailers out there that know what they're doing and they say we're going to give you glimpses reminders and snippets breadcrumbs but you still have no idea what you're in store for so perfectly well crafted uh it's way too far away (laughs) it's way way too far away and i'm super excited yet fearful for this final uh episode in in the trilogy yeah i i I feel you there. I am very scared and sad about the possibility of losing the guardians and, and the inevitability, I should say like it's certainly, this is the end of the line. Um, Perhaps some of these characters persist beyond this. I think that's probably unlikely. I think they're kind of a package deal. And I think a lot of them are are ready to be done um, with the whole dog and pony show, but it will be extraordinarily sad. I, the original Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is my my favorite Marvel movie of them all. I think this has potential to be the best Marvel trilogy of them all. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's I, I loved Volume 2. I know some people aren't as high on it. I really love it. And they're just, like you said, Kirk, like they're going to all the right places in this movie, which shouldn't be a surprise because James Gunn has always known exactly what these characters are are going to do and and will do, but it, the stakes feel higher. The, um, you know, all the flashbacks and things that they're introducing here. It certainly feels like a very grim circumstance. Like you can feel the tension in the trailer of what is coming for these heroes and that like whatever fight they're about to get into is, is their last. Um, so, you know, we see lots of visceral emotions from Peter Quill, from rocket, from mantis. Um, you know, we see Groot holding like six guns and shooting at people, which is something that we don't normally see. Um, There's just a lot, a lot, a lot going on to here. I was really excited to get a a look at Will Poulter as Adam Warlock officially. Um, I really like Adam Warlock as a, as a comic book character and a sort of anti-hero of sorts in the comics. Um, His look is different than, what you expect when you think of Adam Warlock, but this is sort of his origin. Um, so that shouldn't come as much of a surprise, but I mean, it, this checks a lot of boxes. I, I, I can't think of a, a much better introductory trailer to this movie. And honestly, like you said, Kirk, so many trailers show you the whole movie these days. And, and there has always been an element of that, but I'm almost like, I don't want to see another trailer for this. Like I, I, I like where this is headed and I've seen enough to not, need to be nervous about this being good. I feel like it's, it's in a really good spot. Yeah. Didn't there used to be only one trailer released for movies long ago? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a teaser. I feel like it used to be like, as things evolved, there was like a teaser, which like a real teasers these days are not actually teasers. Like a real teaser to me is like, 30 seconds it's the Darth Vader breathing thing you know like they don't really show you anything they're just like hey this is coming and then a trailer is like actual footage from the film like 
it has to be like two minutes long. Like that's, that's a trailer. So I feel like that used to be all there is. Now it's like, you know, teaser trailer one, trailer two, sometimes trailer three, right before the movie comes out. And then it's like the first clip has been released. The third clip has been released. Like, that's what we're the about to go through. 13 minutes have dropped on HBO max. <laughs> right. Like that's, what's going to happen with avatar here soon because the critic, um, the first reactions will start to come out for that, for people who are at the premieres and stuff like that. And the embargo is going to lift. And I guarantee they're going to be like the first clip from avatar. The way of water has been released. I never watched those because you can see like 10 minutes of the movie in random chunks on Twitter before the movie comes out if you want to. But I I just don't really see the point of that. Agreed. I I don't want it. I want to see it when I'm sitting in the theater. I mean, maybe I'll do it with Avatar because who cares? But (laughs) for most movies, I'm going to sit out on those as well. Yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 actually um, chronologically might be the first of all of these with the exception of Mario. Mario comes out in April. This one comes out May 5th. Uh, so it's before Transformers, before Indiana Jones. So not too far away, not too far away. We'll have to see how it goes. I'm, I am nervous about saying bye to to my old friends, the Guardians. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a sad day. Even as I was watching the, the the holiday special, I was like, oh man, we're getting close. You know, like we're getting close to the end. You can feel it, and it's it's scary. Are they gonna like Rogue One them all? Like just like. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, certainly there will be deaths, right? Um, maybe plural, <laughs> maybe just one, like there, it's somebody plural. will, somebody will die, but almost certainly there will also be characters who cry kind of, you know, desperado right off into the sunset. I hope, I mean, if they kill all of them, that would be quite a turn of events, but I feel like some of these guys are going to come back for secret wars you know, as, as we kind of hop through the multiverse and find different groups, like if they're appearing in phase four, even if it's the last guardians move or phase, this will be phase five. Um, how do they not appear in secret wars when you're building the ultimate Avengers team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're dead, like rocket will be. That's that's my (laughs) prediction. He will be eviscerated. (laughs) I think rocket and Drax are the top of the death chart for me. Um, with Quill being at the top of the right off into the sunset chart alongside oh, Mantis. I think Quill is the secret kill. I think he is. Oh, uh, he's the uh, one they, they do in. I think he's the Glenn kill, right? They kill, right? So they, in walking dead lore, they kill Abraham and it's like, that was brutal. And then all of a sudden they smash one more. Right. And I think it's going to be a surprise death uh, for number two, because obviously Chris Pratt, giant star, has been in Marvel for a very long time. His claim to fame as his A-list superstardom. And I th- I don't think the character of Peter Quill can go on much longer. That's the thing. Like when you look at how it all stacks up, can it go on past? I know, but isn't that the story? case with most of these guys? Like, I feel like if, if he's dying, they're all dying because like, I don't know that there's much of a case for Groot dying. He's already been killed and resurrected once before. Yeah. And he doesn't really like, he doesn't need to die, but like Rocket's arc almost certainly ends in him dying. Yeah. Drax's same. Nebula, I mean, come on, she might be the one who's most ripe for the picking to be killed. <laughs> I mean, her her yeah. arc is well over, and the second that they resolve whatever's going on with Gamora, like it's time for her to go. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. 
because what what did we get in what if what peter quill do we get in what if is it peter quill or is it killmonger quill we get a we get a killmonger quill there is a peter quill in that um who be he's like Oh yeah, at the very end, they like throw like him out there. Side like kick of somebody, yeah. It's like yeah. An, it's like a post credit scene or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the route they're gonna go uh, with, with with the next steps. But I don't see Peter Quill. I don't know. I think he's he's a secret kill. Yeah, a one two punch. I, I don't hate that theory. I, I think it could work. I don't know. We'll see. I think it, it has potential to be quite a sad film. <laughs> that, yeah. That's my that's my takeaway. I think we're gonna be crying. So, oh boy. All right. We teased it. We got a bonus trailer today. This one's a real teaser, an actual teaser trailer in more ways than one. The first one is that it's 30 seconds long, so it really is a tease. They show you one shot. I'll throw it up here right now. And you'll find out the reason that it's a real teaser at the end here too. But this is the teaser for those of you who are listening on the podcast and not able to see the video for Bong Joon-ho, you know, Academy Award-winning director of Parasite and Snowpiercer and The Host and many, many other great films. His next film is called Mickey 17, starring Robert Pattinson. Um, and it releases in theaters. This is why it's a teaser. March 29th, 2024. So over a year and a half, well, it is a year and a half away um, from now. So... Yeah, that's a tease. That's a tease. But um, the movie is surprisingly called Mickey 17. It's based off of a novel called Mickey 7. The novel is actually called Mickey 7. I read it. It's a sci-fi novel. The general premise is that um, Robert Pattinson's character signs up to be in a program where he will be basically cloned for all eternity and is sent off to do hard labor and dangerous labor on new planets so that if he gets killed, they can just print out a new version of him and he can pick up right where he left off. And it's, it is what it is. And so in the book, it's like the, the general premise, you learn this in the first few chapters of the book. So this isn't a spoiler. Mickey seven, um, dies. So they think, and they, so they upload and try to do another Mickey, well, he actually had survived and sneaks his way back into where they live. And so now there's like Mickey seven and Mickey eight both are alive. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's a whole thing, but yeah. he's decided to call this one Mickey 17. So I don't know like what that is going to be like. We're actually going to get 16 Mickey's slash Robert Pattinson's running around <laughs> and they've all survived except for the first one. <laughs> and they're all, then there's a gladiator match. This sounds a lot like, uh, like moon with Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, there's something similar. I wonder if that took its, um, took some of its liberties, uh, from this source material as well. I'd be interested to go do that. IMDB trivia dive. It's a very recent book. In fact, whenever oh. whenever it was announced that Bong Joon-ho was making a Mickey 7 movie, the book hadn't even been released yet. Oh. <laughs> so I had heard about it and and loving Bong's work, I was like I got to go read this book, which is not something I always do. And I couldn't even I couldn't even do it. They were like, "Oh yeah, this will be released, you know, in February or whatever." <laughs> like it came out it came out this year. And I was like, "What?" So I got got the audiobook, read it, um, loved it. Thought it was really good. So I'm excited to see this. I don't know if the Mickey 17 thing is just like 
it could honestly be something as stupid as like he likes the number 17 better. Like it legitimately could be that, or it could be that he wants to be free from the confines of the book in some ways. And so he's like, this is based on that book, but it's not that book, you know, hold on there. I just saw this. Okay. If you're watching with us right now, or if you can pull up the poster or pull up the video, it's so it's called Mickey 17. There are numbers all across his name. Well, there is a one red line across the seven and 17 and the tiny number next to the red line is actually 18. Uh-huh. So are we seeing Mickey 18 in this teaser? Like there's, Oh, so each of those, a, each of those tally, each of those lines is like a tally right. of a different Mickey and it counts up to 18. Yes. With the red line. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Kirk. So it is Mickey 17. However, Super there is sleuth. An, an 18 clear as day right in front of us. So the clues are all here. This is nuts. I like it. I like it either way. Like if you haven't read the book or what have you, I would say be excited. I think this looks good. Um, just quick. There's a quick listen to the score, which we didn't play because we didn't want to get DMC eight or whatever. Um, but it's nice little string intense, you know, stressful music. You get a creepy little zoom in panning shot on, on Robert Pattinson, who is of course a fantastic actor. So yeah, I'm stoked. Kirk, you, you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good about this. Great. Uh, now just hold on to that feeling for a year and a half. Oh. Um, Cause that's when you're going to get to see the movie. Oh, I'll try. Actually, yeah, I'll probably forget that. about this movie entirely until <laughs> until it's six like Mickey before. 17 trailer one. And it's like this time <laughs> next year. And we're like, oh, yeah, that forgot yeah. about that. I'm like, it's so far away, even though we'll be <laughs> one year closer to it. Yeah, I saw somebody tweet and actually it was randomly. It was a Miami Heat beat reporter um, posted this trailer and was like, there should be a rule that. <laughs> you don't get to release a teaser more than a year in advance of a film. And I was like, here, here, like, um, yes. I, I can't be expected to be excited for this long. That's just ridiculous. No, not at all. It's not fair. It's not fair, but we did it anyway. We showed you the teaser and now we're going to get out of here. So that is all we've got for what's popping this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, if you're on the stream, we love you. If you're listening to the podcast, we love you. If you're watching the replay on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, we love you. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening to this and, and hearing about all these movies that are, we're very excited about coming out in the next year or the next year and a half. Um, and we will be reviewing a film later this week. It's actually a special presentation once again, and that is Marvel studios guardians of the galaxy holiday special. So, um, tune in on Thursday to anywhere you get your podcasts or on YouTube and you will be able to watch it there. But, until that time, we are going to say a special thank you to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, and his band, Rhetoric. Take a listen to their symphonic, beautiful sounds, uh, the original music, and we will see you guys later this week for our review of Guardians of the Galaxy. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.